Hey, Chilies. I hope you're having an awesome week. Today, we have the final episode of our Hometown Heroes series. Not final episode ever, um, but we're ending it with a bang. We have a really cool guest, Mike Marbach. He is uh, the owner and runner of the Crossroads Comedy Theater here in Philadelphia. Uh, and if you are a Patreon listener, this Wednesday, the 26th, is the beginning of their Halloween shows, and they kick it off with Joe Moore, our, one of our guests as a hometown hero. So definitely check that out if you're in the area. If you're not a Patreon member and you're hearing this on Thursday, they do have shows throughout the weekend. So check that out because it's going to be really fun. I do also feel obligated to say, go Phillies. They are in the World Series and we are super excited. So you know I will be keeping an eye on that. And other than that, I hope you have a great week and enjoy this episode. Chills with Meg Getz. Real scary, real silly, real stories. Hey everybody, welcome to Real Chills. I am so excited for our final guest of the Hometown Hero series. With me today, I have Mike Marbach. Mike, how are you? I'm good. Thanks for thanks for having me. Oh my gosh, thanks for being on the show. I'm so excited. Your stories sound really creepy. <laughs> but before we get into that, we always ask our guests the same starting question, which is when it comes to the paranormal, where do you stand? Are you more of a true believer or skeptic? Uh, definitely a true believer. Um, I've always been that way and I've been raised to believe in all of that shit. Um, yeah. I, it comes from my my mom. My dad wasn't like that. Um, he was interested in this stuff, but more for entertainment purposes, not that he really thought that stuff exists. Like the only movies I tend to watch are horror movies, and that comes from him. But the um, paranormal, sci-fi, aliens, occult, all of that stuff, that's definitely my mom. Yeah, from very, very young age, I was into it uh, and watching, uh, what what the hell was the name of, it used to be on Friday nights, it was like on Fox, I think it was called Sightings. Oh, I don't know. And it was around the time of X-Files, the earlier days of the X-Files. And yeah, I'd be watching those things and, you know, the Beyond Beliefs, Factor Fiction with uh, Jonathan Frakes. Factor Fiction. Yep. (laughs) Yeah. So I'm 100% believer uh, in in all of that stuff. I think, you know, there's so much we just don't understand about the world. So why not? I love that. A lot of our guests are in the middle. Uh, but I I kind of have the same upbringing where my one parent was really into it. And I kind of just like to believe. I know it's silly or weird, but like the people who say no are just as right as me. You know, they don't know for <laughs> yeah. sure either. So I'm just going to be on the other side, you know? Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't say that when I hear a noise, I, I go ghost, you know, <laughs> I, right. that, I'm still going to allow for the possibility that there's a real world natural explanation to things. Sure. I would absolutely believe in. Being a ghost. And so. I didn't prepare you for this, but I know you're good at impressions. Can you do a fact <laughs> or fiction impression for us? I really can't do Jonathan Frakes. No, I'm trying to think if there's anybody that's. Darn, I should have. I do a I ton of dead you. people. Uh, <laughs> that's <laughs> pretty that spooky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, more every year, it seems. Yeah, but uh, now, unfortunately, no, no Jonathan. No Jonathan. Oh, man. Next time Fra- we'll have you Frakes, on again. Frakes. Yeah. Yeah. I'll work on it. Okay, cool. 
so since this is the hometown hero series the another question i've been adding in just for fun is what is your favorite thing to do in philly it can be anything food comedy uh well right now i'm in indianapolis i'll be moving back to philly uh asap yay but when i was when i was in philly uh, my favorite thing to do was really and this is just low-hanging fruit i guess but comedy shows Um, not just because that's all I did, but when I wasn't doing my own shows, I would go and see, uh, live comedy shows, support people and people that I, that were friends of mine, people that I didn't know, get exposed to that. When I wasn't doing that, I guess, seeing movies, uh, you know, I rode high on those movie pass days. Oh Uh, yeah. Damn. Love those. Yeah. It was great. Uh, then I got the (laughs) Regal pass. So I was at the movies and plus I had a flexible schedule with the working theater. Uh, so I had a lot of days and daytimes free so i would sometimes go to the movies two three times a week to see everything that that came out other than movies comedy shows i don't think there is other than movies and comedy shows. <laughs> <laughs> was, yeah you sound just like dan actually you guys would be like besties he loved going to every movie what is that um app right now that you can you're a movie critic and you you've Letterboxed. He has letterboxed. He does all uh, of that. Just before uh, I logged on to do this, I entered my latest movie on Letterbox, which was Barbarian, oh. which just dropped on HBO Max. So if you have HBO Max, uh, check it out. I loved it. I thought it was fantastic. It was really good. Yeah. Cool. Um, yeah. And and I know you run a theater or own, own or both. yeah yeah crossroads comedy theater um so you might be biased in this answer but are there any shows or venues in particular that people should be checking out uh well yeah uh, i would lead off uh with with crossroads uh because we are super tiny we are super new and we don't do too much uh if we were a full-time theater i would have let off with something else Uh, but we're just starting out so if you can get the shows uh this week Go to xrootscomedy.com. Other than that, as far as live comedy shows, the small stuff, um, especially if the places are paying performers. Mm-hmm. Any place that puts on a show and pays its performers, which Crossroads does, then support that. Absolutely. And hopefully those people that are putting on their shows say, hey, we are paying our performers. Um, so any, any place that does that. Uh, I know that Sarah Nattel puts on a bunch of shows. Mm-hmm. Uh, Betty Smithsonian puts on a bunch of shows. Uh, there's a lot of stand-up run shows around around the city uh, where people pay performers. Marceli is one of those. Marceli Jean-Pierre and Cab Washington with Running Late. I love um, Marceli. I didn't even uh, everybody know he loves had a Marceli. show. He's the yeah. best. <laughs> yeah. They do that show in New York, in Brooklyn, and uh, in Philly. Oh, uh, so rocks. when you can, yeah, and it's always fantastic, always packed. Um, oh. So yeah, support. <laughs> Live comedy in general, but specifically any place that is also paying its performers because it's not as common as it should be. Yeah, surprisingly, <laughs> it's not. Are you doing any Halloween shows for this we week? We are. Uh, they start on the 26th, October 26th, which is Nick Gillette doing some improvised ghost stories and uh, a live performance by Joe Moore's Explode in Halloween Garage. Oh, he was one of our hometown heroes. Hey. That's so yeah. Friend of the podcast. Nice. Yeah, friend yeah. of the pod. <laughs> And then we have um, our run of uh, Not Yet Rated and Improvised Horror Comedy, which I created and we did every year uh, when it was at Philly Improv Theater and independently when it was Stay Dead. Uh, and A Nightmare on John Street, Liberty Hell, which is our first live original sketch comedy show, which is a horror comedy sketch show in the style of SNL, of course. And 
that is, I, we did that in 2019 when I was uh, at FIT. Um, it's a much smaller scale production this year. It's being directed by James Knight. Uh, smaller scale because I it's- I love uh, James. Oh my gosh, you're naming <laughs> all of my, I haven't seen James. He was on my sketch team at FIT. For He's buddies. great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's so funny. And it's smaller just because it's that plays and players and the space doesn't allow for right. as much. Because the last show we did was huge. Like we had- Mm-hmm. Um, circus performers come in, uh, oh. do acrobatics and shit like that. They were zombies. Pretty cool show. Again, super biased. <laughs> sure. But James has been doing a great job with this new one and I'm looking forward to seeing, seeing what he's got. Oh, I'm so happy for him. I'll have to check it out. See if I'm, I, I have a lot of spooky events planned, but if I have time, I'll definitely stop by and see him. Yeah. That's the 27th through the 31st that plays in players. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, that was really fun. And uh, <laughs> now I'm excited to try and see all my friends because these are all people that I, I would see a lot when fit was more prevalent and I just haven't seen. So mm-hmm. uh, thanks for reminding me <laughs> of yeah, my funny friends. They're, st- they're still out there. They're still doing it. And um, <laughs> uh, But that's not what this podcast is about. We're talking about spooky, true stories and you have mm-hmm. something to share. So let's get into it. Yeah. Uh, well, it all started. <laughs> uh, it did, though. It all it all started uh, when I was super young. Uh, I don't know exactly how old I was when the first time this happened to me was, uh, but I'm. I think it was about 10, 11 years old, and I was at my house in Oxford Circle, uh, right across from uh, in Somerdale. Uh, any Somerdale people out there? Um, uh, right across from the Harnebo Cemetery. So I grew up right across from a cemetery to start. Um, and I remember one night where I was sleeping, I woke up uh, and I couldn't really move. And I looked at the foot of my bed because I could still move my eyes. Uh, and I thought, and somebody was standing there, which I assume was one of my sisters because I grew up in a house with my two sisters. Uh, and when I got up, I was finally able to move. I went into my mom's room and I said, like, can you tell them to stop coming to my room? I'm trying to go to sleep. And she's like, what are you talking about? And she's like, they're at so-and-so's house. And I was young. I didn't get scared. I didn't think anything of it. I just went back to bed. But then years later, I was in college and the same thing happened to me. I woke up, I was in the, in the bunk, uh, woke up, I couldn't move. And I looked at the foot of my bed and I thought it was my roommate, Jay, standing, standing there. And you can't, I couldn't, can't make out any features or anything. It's just like kind of a shadow, but like a humanoid kind of shadow that's just standing there. And uh, I remember trying to say, Jay, Jay, but like, I couldn't talk either. There was nothing really coming, coming out. Uh, And then I was just overcome with this overwhelming sense of dread and evil. Uh, And I freaked the fuck out, but I couldn't move. I couldn't, I couldn't move. I couldn't do anything. Um, And then it finally stopped. Uh, And I remember it was like, everything was just so vivid. It was 1.41 in the morning on February 10th. Whoa. Um, Yeah. It was just so, so vivid. And it freaked me out for days afterwards because I knew that I was awake. I knew that this was happening. And he was like, no, I wasn't, I wasn't there. And then I, you know, it was just freaky. Uh, And then in the summer, the, it happened when I was at home um, in between uh, years of college. And I remember sleeping, uh, waking up, not being able to move. And there was this thing on the side. It was like on the side of my bed this time. And I looked uh, and this thing was like waving its arms this time um, because I, I was like, I was trying to say like, mom, ah, like I was screaming, I'm maybe uh, 
18, 20 years old at this <laughs> sure. uh, at this point, but I'm screaming for my mom because uh, this fucking thing standing there. It's freaking me out. Um, but this thing was waving its arms like in a hey, let's everybody calm down here, <laughs> kind of kind of fashion. Like whoa, it's 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 all good. But then I was able to move again. This thing disappeared. Uh, and the next day, I uh, talked to my mom. I was like, was I calling you last night? No, no. She had said, like, were you calling me last night? I was like, yes. Yes, I was calling you as like thanks for not doing anything about that. Um, <laughs> yeah, so that's again, it was it was happening. And then again at college it had happened where I was asleep, woke up, uh, but this time I heard like a like a thump 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 like a like a running, like a almost wolf-like run, um, because it then jumped onto my chest. Uh, I didn't see anything this time. It was just like this thing jumped onto my chest. Uh, I couldn't, I couldn't really breathe, couldn't move. And this time I couldn't even open my eyes or anything. And then it just kind of, kind of stopped. Uh, Then there was, happened a few times. Uh, It was after like one of these times I stopped being frightened by by this. (laughs) Um, Like that one wasn't too, it was more like, okay, what, what that was weird um but of course i was doing reading a bunch of things after this and they talk about you know the old hag syndrome inc- uh, is it incubus or no succubus not the band succubus um <laughs> right <laughs> uh and um then there's scientific explanations for it which is sleep paralysis with um hypnagogic or hypnagogic hypno with hallucinations <laughs> And everybody that this happens to sees the same thing, which is this hooded figure, shadowy figure standing at the foot of your bed watching you sleep. Um, The one thing I didn't mention here is that sometimes what accompanies this is out-of-body experiences. Uh, So just before this would happen sometimes, uh, because it's happened a bunch of times over the the years, um, is I would feel like my body vibrating uh, and then like a pop, uh, and then I would fe- have this sense of weightlessness throughout uh, that experience. And then then I would open my eyes, then I couldn't move. Um, so that's when the rest of what I was talking about happened. The other freaky thing about this is um, two or three of those happened on the same date, February 10th, years apart, all around the same time of 141 a.m. Uh, and I was always thinking like, what the hell happened, happened to me on February 10th or is going to happen to yeah. me on February 10th? <laughs> sure. <laughs> so yeah, uh, science, like I said, science has their explanations for it, but why, why is this what everybody sees this, this same thing? And it's throughout human history. Everybody has every culture. I don't know about every culture. A lot of cultures have um, their explanations for what this is, whether it's old hag, succubus, can't remember some of the other other names for it, but um, I know the there's a Polish name for for it too. I can't remember what the hell it is, but yeah, there it's out there, and science is just like eh, but everybody sees the same thing. Yeah, I just had a guest last week. It was I don't know if you know Seamus Miller, but it was Seamus and his mom, and his mom literally had the same story of someone sitting on her chest and her having mm-hmm. sleep like the same exact thing that you just said um I do have a lot of questions 
uh it sounds like it was getting closer each time did you pick Mm -hmm. up on that like every time it was like a little bit more confident around Mm -hmm. you yeah which i don't love if i'm being honest like testing the waters and like he ain't gonna do shit yeah oh (laughs) wait a minute i can just jump (laughs) on him it's fine yeah Um, which is freaky because in the in different horror movies now that's also one of the things that happens i think it's insidious I think it's insidious where they talk where the woman's taking the photos or like the kid is in the photos and that uh, that one demon ends up being closer and closer and closer to him. Yeah. So scary. That movie is so good. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Is there anything that you can think of? Are you do you feel like you're maybe more stressed out? Are you like is there anything scientific or anything that you've done to realize Um, something that might be causing it? on a like a physical level i think i'm and my mom would say this too uh just prone to psychic supernatural phenomena um uh she she talks about it because i'm uh on the cusp of pisces and aries on march 20th and then if you drill down all of those things and the signs and the what was going on when i was born it all points to they just want to say hey (laughs) you know uh kinds of kinds of shit um, I've never seen a ghost that I know of, um, other than what we just discussed, which I, you know, right. I don't know that that's ghostly or could be demonic or it is the scientific thing. Um, but I just know that it is, uh, unex- fairly unexplained to me. I always, well, I, I have two questions, but first when people, there's this thing that I'm starting to realize with this podcast, everyone wants to make like the paranormal not scientific, right? Like it's either mm-hmm. paranormal or it is scientific. But sometimes I do think it's the way like our brain is sensing something that's on another level. You know, it's still mm-hmm. scientific. You know what I mean? Even if yeah. it is paranormal or or outside the the realm. Um, oh, I, I had a question about, I guess, have you ever gone looking for ghosts did you ever use a ouija board or go ghost hunting uh, yeah we, i think i've only used the ouija board once that was in college and i wouldn't say anything really came of came of that ghost hunting once we went into this old creepy house kind of abandoned i saw a dirty toilet that's kind of <laughs> no. the, the extent of the the scary that's within here. within with a with a, a mouse or a rat in it if i remember correctly but yeah that's the extent of my hunting um yeah so um so your mom thinks you have this connection is it just because of your birth chart or like is there other stories that she has that kind of shows that well she she's kind of like do you remember those old time life commercials where it's like a woman's washing dishes and suddenly her hands burn and then three thousand miles away her son cut his finger like you know yeah (laughs) (laughs) Uh Uh, that's like her that's my mom um yeah she's washing her dishes and her hands start burning um but yeah she'll like i'll call her sometimes and she'll say like you know i was just thinking about you or i was just about to call you what's wrong and she'll but she'll know something was like up going on there uh but yeah there's she it's definitely birth birth charty stuff um and i don't think that it's more you know they want to connect with you it's just that those things point to me being susceptible or open to it maybe more open right That makes total sense. Is your mom also open? Does she feel connected? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I don't know of anything specific that she's told me that's happened other than the things that were in connection to me. 
really um, that's so yeah. interesting that she wouldn't like share more of her like yeah what's up with that <laughs> she yeah. has like a big secret she needs to reveal to you when you're <laughs> when you're old enough <laughs> yeah. on her deathbed she'll say go to the closet uh there's a safety deposit box inside yeah. there open it up and there's my journal <laughs> yeah it'll send you on like a supernatural like every yeah, yeah ghost hunting adventure uh let me know if that happens because i i would like to be a part of it <laughs> if, that, if that is you know in your future um yeah. i just find that so fascinating um have you done anything to try to prevent it from happening again no i've tried to make it happen again really um, so yeah, what do you like do I, to try to like meditate maybe uh relax i read different things about how to get into that out-of-body state uh, which almost every time has preceded those experiences. Right. Um, and the, the whole thing with sleep paralysis, the science says that you your body releases a, a chemical or something that keeps you from acting out your dreams and you wake up too fast and that hasn't kind of dissipated or whatever uh, just yet. So you wake up. That's why you can't move because you're paralyzed. Uh, but then your body and your brain are like, Hey, wait a second. He's still asleep. We got to think of something real quick. Right. Uh, so let's, let's create. And so everybody in their mind apparently creates this shadowy, like shadowy danger. figure. Yeah. But it's the out of body experience kind of feeling for me, at least that leads into that. So I've just tried relaxing. Uh, apparently people that sleep on their back are more prone to this happening. Um, which I do, I do sleep on, on my back. Um, so that checks out, I guess. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and just trying not to think, trying to really just clear your head and focus on re relaxing. And then sometimes it does work. Sometimes it, it, I haven't been able to sleep, get into that zone where I sleep and then get into the sleep paralysis, but I have laid down and fallen, you know, into that, that state where yeah, I get that buzzing feeling and vibrations. Um, but I've never done anything as far as out-of-body experiences where i've watched some, somebody else do something you know and like it's really cool in the movies where they're they look down and they see themselves yeah. and then they're in somebody else's room and then it's the next day like hey what are we doing um how'd you see that uh it's nothing cool like that i've it's always like that i think it's that thread that they say it ties you your okay. spirit body to your um physical body uh I think maybe mine's just too tight. I don't know. It's so, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. So what is it like? Do you, what do you see when you're, you're floating away or. Uh, the you know? most I've ever seen is uh, the sky, like floating above and seeing the um, night sky. Oh, wow. That yeah. is so cool. Um, yeah. What was the most recent experience that you had? Uh kind of boring in comparison to the you know the what felt like a wolf running and then jumping jumping on me or the the one time it was like kind of waving its arms really just kind of back to basics <laughs> which mm -hmm. is just i'll wake up sometimes and it's just there standing watching me sleep at the at the foot or side of my bed um but it hasn't happened too recently i think that's two years ago at this point and it's never like talked or made noises no. it's just no. something that you you see mm-hmm and yeah. what is it to you? Do you think it's a spirit, a demon, a guide, maybe for your family? Uh, I, it's tough. 
because uh, part of me wants to just go along with the the science of of things, um, but being like the believer that I am, I think there is some sort of uh, spirit spiritness to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, why not? Why yeah. <laughs> why, yeah. why why not? Um, if it's so easy for your to believe that your brain comes up with this image, why is it so unbelievable that it could just be other energy yeah. uh, that's that's doing that? Um, what if it's your mom just sending? I'm just like worrying about you. Oh uh, man. Well, then make yourself known. Why you gotta yeah. be in disguise? Yeah. Why you gotta be all creepy like? Yeah, pick up a phone. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. You, there's a lot easier ways for sure. You there. Come come into the garage. What what's happening? Why? What's happening in there? Get in the garage, my dude. You're not move. Cl- I Dan. Don't know. Dan, move closer to the garage. No, come on. It's me. I'm. I'm not on this show. But it's our friends, Luke and and Jeff and Mike, and they do a show about music, and it's called Getting the Garage. I'm trying to do a thing here, Dan. Oh, it's a podcast that's way less creepy than I what I thought you were doing. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Dan, come to the garage where we talk about all things music and all things fun with my friends actually from home. It's fun that they're not comedians, right? Like it's weird to get like a different example of humor from normies. Yeah, people like things. Normal people that like things that like aren't like hate themselves from comedy, which is I think a glittering, uh, a glittering example of what this podcast is. It is Get in the Garage with Luke Roberge, Mike Thresher, Jeff May. They're all great, they're all got Amazing uh, hot takes, stories, opinions about the world of music right now. It's a celebration. It's a celebration of rock and roll and and all things beautiful and, and joyous. Yeah, check out Get in the Garage comes out every week on the Wasted Robot Network. And it's, it's different form. So this is interesting to me. There's a lot of themes that just in doing this podcast, I'm getting like, deeper into like sleep seems to be like such a a integral part for so many people when it comes to experiencing the paranormal we have people Mm -hmm. talking to dead people people asking dead people to bring their loved ones over and succeeding um but like what you said uh, we've had a couple people with shadow figure stories and i have never really heard shadow figure plus um you know leaving your body but I'm certain it's like, I'm certain that's a thing that happens to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. But um, Peg, when Peggy O'Leary was on the show, she explained like a vibrational experience as well before mm-hmm. seeing the shadow figure. So yeah. that, that vibration, like to me is so interesting. I, I don't know. It's like the science part of it. Part of, I'm not a science brain person. I, I don't know how to do research, but every time we have, I have one, one of these conversations, I'm pushed more into believing like these aren't just like whatever it is, all of our brains are reacting the same to it. Yeah. It's weird. Right. Uh, and that <laughs> vibration, like being a horror fan, writing horror, horror sketches and things like that. Um, reading horror things like i would say that that vibration is your uh spirit your spirit but uh this part of you entering that other realm you know um and tuning into a different frequency of i feel like uh tuning into a different frequency of uh of life uh you know like (laughs) kind of reality (laughs) sort of wow yeah that's 
incredible i'm jealous i want to i had like <laughs> one shout out it was so scary um and then never again i get sleep paralysis but i've found it's when i'm anxious like i would be more b- believing that it's probably not parent i mean the one the shadow figure thing was really scary but mm-hmm. um it's usually when i'm so overwhelmed so that's why i was yeah, asking you because sure. i wasn't sure if you know it was something like that now, uh, it happened in times of, you know, I was in college, so of course there's stresses and things like that, but it also happened in a summer where pretty much all I did was watch. I wasn't working. I was watching like Matlock murder. She wrote for the summer, uh, <laughs> <laughs> <That's> <laughs> awesome. court. um, so no real stresses, uh, during, during that time of my time of my life. Uh, and it, uh, it comes to as different figures. Do they relate at all to what your life was like at that point? like the figure waving his arms were you like trying to make a decision and it was like don't do that or you know i honestly didn't try to come up with a a reason uh or think too deeply into what was going on in my life at the time um i just read it as like i i read it as this thing is there this thing is is real i'm yelling and this thing is saying please shut the fuck oh because like, you were like yelling relax at it. Yeah, yeah like calm down i ain't gonna i'm not here to hurt it's you it's okay yeah. yeah and then it jumps on you <laughs> if it's the same like that's the other thing is like are these the same things uh that are appearing or are they just because you know like i said one time uh when this started happening i was living across the street from us from a cemetery um, are these just right. spirits that are that are around? Because you know, as my mom says, I'm open to these sorts of things happening. Then they're just there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I've ne- I've I've never had an experience where someone was, you know, trying to pass on a message or and at least that I've noticed. Or maybe that person right. that thing waving its arms. Maybe that's um, something I maybe should have tried. You know, should have tried to connect a little bit more more to. Like if this were a movie that thing would have reappeared again, done the same thing, done it again until I was like, okay, let's, re- you know, go out. to the library, research the house, <laughs> you know, yeah. find out what's, what's going on. That's um, in- but I think the difference is in movies, like, I mean, I think in real life, this is all presumptive, but it doesn't seem easy to make that connection, like with the living and the dead, like mm-hmm. in a movie, they're like, yeah, three nights, three interactions or whatever, but it seems a lot harder yeah. in real life to get that, that type of connection. So I wonder if yeah. that's it. Like, I would imagine for ghosts, time isn't the same, you know, uh, an hour for, uh, I don't know what an hour ghost time is. <laughs> you know, like sure. That, yeah. yeah may, maybe that thing years apart is the same, is the same thing. And they think it's the next day. Who knows? Um, what's that is what's such going a on there? Scary thought. Oh, <laughs> that would be so confusing as a mm-hmm. ghost, right? Yeah, never really know what time it is. Not been able yeah. to plan your TV schedule. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Think of all the TV you're gonna miss. The one oh, thing wow. I thought was interesting when I was doing reading on my own things that were happening with the out of body experience, the sleep paralysis, the thing there, uh, is that some scientists believe that explains alien abduction uh, because a lot of the, there's a lot of similar characteristics. People who say that they're abducted um, always more often than not report a feeling of weightlessness, floating, uh, the inability to move, um, uh, inability to speak, 
things standing at the foot of their of their bed before they kind of black out. Um, so there's a lot of similar characteristics that science thinks uh, that that's not happening to them. What's happening is sleep paralysis with these hallucinations. That is so interesting. Mm -hmm. So maybe it's aliens coming to you. Is that what you're insinuating? <laughs> uh, no, I'm just saying that there's there's a lot of explanations for everybody's got something. Yeah, I, but I'm going to keep going back to like their scientific explanation is trying to like denounce the presence of like maybe an alien or you know something in another reality but I think it's just as possible like oh yeah maybe it's not shadow people maybe it's aliens trying to come to us in a way that we'll understand or understand better than whatever yeah. their their actual form is or or it's me from know. the future <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah there's so many things it could be that's oh man that's so yeah. scary <laughs> uh some people think that ghosts are time travelers or echoes this sounds so cliche i guess but echoes of the past right uh that you know they're just going through their normal routines uh, yeah and it just so happens that when you see them that's a thinning of the veil between between worlds uh so they're not there to disturb you it's just happening they're living there yeah it's like time is all like sitting on top of itself Mm -hmm. And sometimes when it thins, you just see people living their lives. Like we had, I, there's so many stories on the show. We've, we've been going for a while. Like we had one guest, Ellie, who like, she looked out her window and saw like an old, like way back in the day gardener, just like walking around. And that was like one of those examples where I was like, that sounds like a time slip. That sounds like yeah. the veil thinned and you just, it wasn't interacting with her. He or she wasn't interacting with her and it wasn't like scary they were just yeah. like kind of meandering around mm -hmm. gardening so yeah i was like ooh. yeah she didn't even know what a time slip was so i scared a lot of the times i scare people on the show too <laughs> <laughs> they're like what did you just say to me and i'm like yeah okay yeah, time slip come on it was a dream Keep you were up. dreaming <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, my mom and my sister had a few i guess it was last week or the week before uh they did a I uh, went to one of those, Not they didn't even go to it. I, it was like over Skype or Zoom, uh, a, one of those psychic readers, one of those people that's like, I'm getting a, uh, I'm getting an M name sort oh, of, sort wow. of things. Okay. Um, and they were online with this person for like, first of all, like, that's the kind of thing where I'm very skeptical. I am too. Yeah. Like, I feel like if you're a psychic, be in the room. I was going to say, like especially at a, at a computer connection. where you yeah. can like google or whatever but yeah yeah uh so i'm super skeptical like they even asked me like do you want to be in uh be in here i'm like nah it's fine um so and i'm glad i didn't because they sat on here for about an hour and a half and didn't like didn't even get um called on i guess and what the what the guy said uh what the psychic said was um just so y'all like and i'm paraphrasing but just so y'all know everyone had spirits here they were all here for you but they were just being very polite and letting others go first oh <laughs> like, my what? gosh yeah you don't know my family at all, gonna... dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah grandma push mm -hmm. push to the front <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah they absolutely did not that's so funny what a what a cute way to reject 
a bunch of people. It's you <laughs> shouldn't be allowed to charge money to people who don't get yeah. to hear from their loved ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's it was like nineteen dollars or twenty bucks. Yeah, to not hear anything. I don't want to hear other people get to talk to their loved ones. Like that's just yeah. rubbing it in my face at that point. But, mm-hmm. Yeah. They lost I, me at Zoom and then they lost me again at the price. Not because it was a lot, but because like I feel like if you're a genuine psychic, you're you gonna, you know, crack fifty at least. Right. That's such a good point. <laughs> yeah. Like twenty yeah. bucks on Zoom and then it's like we gotta end this and then we go to the next Zoom meeting kind of thing. Yeah, I don't like that. I'm always like, I think those psychics are the ones I'm always, like you said, the most skeptical of and the most curious about. I'm like very emotional. So I'm scared. I, I don't know if I'd ever go to one. Like I've gone to ones that do like tarot or do like read just like fun readings about where my life is going or how I'm feeling. But to, I don't know, like I want to believe that there's ones like that that are real, but I just don't want them to hurt my feelings. You know, just for 20 bucks, you're going to make me cry (laughs) and you're lying to me about it. You can do that for free. Yeah. Yeah. Alone in my room. Yeah. So that's such an interesting story. Mm -hmm. When we end the podcast, you tell me, I would love to know the name of the psychic if you have it. Yeah, I'll find it. I want to creep on, see if they have like videos or something, see what it's Mm -hmm. like. Because I thought that was pretty much done for. Like, after, like, what was his name? John Edwards got outed. Mm -hmm. I thought that was over. But I guess not. I guess it's still. (laughs) Yeah, they're still out there. They're just now (laughs) online. (laughs) On Zoom. It's so easy to scam people anymore. But Mm -hmm. I actually prepared a story for you. Do you want to hear it? Yes, I do. So it's uh, sort of paranormal. um, But I also just thought it was. It keeps closing on me. One second. Oh, or is okay, it being okay. closed? Yeah, the ghosts are like, not this, not now. Um, so we're doing hometown heroes, and the Phillies are going to the World Series. Yay! So I figured this would be a fun, loosely connected story. So I wanted to talk about a curse that was placed on Philadelphia. Have you heard of the curse of Billy Penn? I think I have. Yeah. Uh, it, I don't want to get ahead of you, but can I say what I think it is? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that no building can be taller than uh, William the the William Penn statue atop City Hall. That's exactly what it is. Okay. Um, so yeah. I'm just gonna read straight from this article. It's from NBC Sports, and um, let's see, it's just called um, the Curse of Billy Penn Anniversary. I'm sad that it doesn't have the author's name. It's one of those sites where it's just NBC Sports. Um, but you can look it up through that. They did a really good job. Um, I would follow them on Twitter, but oh well. Uh, so long ago, uh, May 13th, 1985, construction officially started on one Liberty Place, on the one Liberty Place skyscraper. The building, along with its counterpart, two Liberty Place, were soon to be the tallest locations in Philadelphia. This officially broke the gentleman's agreement that noted no one should build taller than City Hall, with the highest point of the building being a statue of the city's founding father, William Penn. The concept was brushed off and the buildings were completed, the first officially opening their doors in March 1987, and thus sending the Philadelphia sports world as we know it into the worst droughts, (laughs) into one of the worst droughts in history. Um, It wasn't before long things went sour and the previous decade and a half of titles, trophies, and praise became a distant memory. 
Just two months after opening, the Flyers lost in the Stanley Cup Finals in a seven-game series against the Oilers. Mm. Ten years later, they found themselves back in the finals for the first time since and had no luck at redemption, losing in a four-game sweep. Uh, It took 13 years for the Phillies to make it back to the World Series after winning their first title in 1980, and fans were looking for a turn for the best. Nope. In one of the most gut-wrenching losses in city history, the 1993 Phillies lost to the Blue Jays in a six-game series. The turn of the 21st century happened before the Sixers found themselves in the finals once more. Even with the Lakers defending their title and went in as series favorites, Philadelphia fans still held on to hope because of Allen Iverson, the league's MVP for the season. Uh, but the Sixers fell on their home court in five games. The tides almost looked like they were beginning to turn when the Eagles made it to the NFC Championship for four straight years and finally made it to the Super Bowl in that fourth year. Let's just say they got sick under pressure and long story short, they lost to the Patriots by three points. So... For 25 years, there was a whole lot of nothing. Fans couldn't take it anymore and longed for a celebration that called for banging pots and pans in the street. Luckily for everyone. So <laughs> somewhere along the way, someone actually was like, maybe we effed up with that Billy Penn thing because the Comcast Center had an opportunity to turn things around. On June 18th, 2007, the final beam had been raised to complete the latest and tallest addition to Phil- Philadelphia. And what was on that beam? A small figure of pen. Soon enough, it felt like things were being restored. Let's see. Just over one year later, the Phillies won the 2008 World Series, and the Mm -hmm. curse had been broken. Hope had been restored to the city, and suddenly sports were fun again. The trend continued, and rightfully so, to add a pen statue atop of every new building that sets a record height. On November 27, 2017, the Comcast Tech Center that currently holds the title as the tallest building in Philadelphia had another small figurine placed at the top once more. Soon after, the Eagles went on to win the first Super Bowl in franchise history. Isn't that so fun? I love that. (laughs) I believe we were cursed. Well, Philly was, I'm not originally from Philly. I'm a Yankees fan, but that doesn't matter. I know. I know. I don't want to talk about it. Talk about curse. (laughs) Yeah, got swept right out. That was brutal, man. I wanted them to win at least (laughs) one game for my dignity. I wanted the Phillies-Yankees World Series, and then I would have been happy. Oh, I wanted wanted that rematch, absolutely. It would have been so fun. And now that I live here and Dan is, you know, either my dad would be happy or Dan. It would have been, like, great. (laughs) But um, (laughs) wasn't meant to be. But um, yeah, so I, I hope that we continue this tradition of adding. I love that we do that. That is such a Philly thing. Yeah. So superstitious, just adding those little Billy pens to all the, t- the tops of our buildings. Yeah, I got to get one of those. Maybe yeah. things turn around. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we should. We're all what, cursed <laughs> under a hat that I wear. Um, just things will be fine. That's a great um, idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, it's a great story. Um, I mean, there's a lot of things, of course, that within those series and the different individual players and. That are that are involved that can easily explain but the timing is also like well you know, that's maybe. what makes it the timing is so yeah. fun yeah yeah <laughs> well yeah because yeah. it doesn't sound like some of the sports things that he was referencing they were in the finals or the super bowl mm-hmm. so it's not like they were just like it's not like the curse the babe curse that was put on right. the Red Sox where they just yeah. were You'll garbage. never be there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For a yeah. hundred years or whatever that was. Yeah, I would um, almost argue that it's, that it's worse 
uh, to continually get close and not have that happen. Like if you're garbage and you you're resented to be you um, um, okay with being garbage and you know that's under you're you're fine year after year we're garbage that's okay we don't expect it but when you have those seasons where you get close and then it's like pulled from you I can. I can see how that might be worse. That was Billy Penn. He was helping them angels Mm -hmm. in the outfielding and right up until the end. And then was like, nope. Showing you the promised land and (laughs) shutting the door. Pulling it away. I I do love, like you said, the timing. Like the fact that they added it and then a year later, the Phillies Mm -hmm. won the World Series. So I would love to see, to drill down on that timing. Like when exactly it was put up. Because in 2007 is when was that wild like we like the Phillies made it under the wire into oh. the the playoffs uh so I would love to see the timing like they put it up and the next day they, they get the victory and you know bada bing bada boom uh, love, yeah it there. was like that day yeah. <laughs> they just start doing better mm-hmm. like the ball is leaving the pitcher's glove and they put it on top and then it's a you know a hit runs come in there it is <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh man Philly has some great history. I, I've been mm-hmm. loving doing this series because there's even more than just like ghost stories. There's so many fun, just like Philly lore that's out there. Mm-hmm. It's been it's been really fascinating. One of the things when I was living in Chicago that I loved was the ghost signs, the ghost signs of businesses that are long gone, but the paint is still up on different walls and whatnot around. And I never got to look into that in Philly because I know that they're still out there. Oh. Uh, that long closed businesses still have ads that are because it was old lead paint, so they're That's just not so going cool. anywhere. Uh, yeah, so I'd like to look into that for Philly. I never thought about that. I know there's like a we have like the most murals of any city. Mm-hmm. Is that what it is? Yeah. Um. So I wonder if that took away some of those because I I don't know if I've seen many. I mean, all of the buildings here look really old, but <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, they're built looking old. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Lots of cobblestone too, but that's uh, now I'm complaining. Now I'm like, it's too old. We'll keep the yeah. paint, but the cobblestone's the gotta go. To. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, thanks for being on the show. I had mm-hmm. so much fun. Is there anything yeah. else you wanted to talk about before I wrap up here? Uh, no, I think I'm. I think I'm good. Oh, cool. okay. Yeah. So I always ask. Um, where can people find you or your theater if they want to follow? Yeah, uh, for Crossroads, you can go to xroadscomedy.com. Follow on Instagram at xroadscomedy. On the other things at xroadsphilly. Uh, for me personally, it's at Mike Marbach on all the things. Mike Marbach? Yeah. I said your name wrong in the beginning. and you didn't did you say Marbach? Me. I said Marbach, yeah. Uh, it's it's either or for when I'm hearing it, but when okay. I say it myself, yeah. I mean, it's, uh, if we're going with the proper German pronunciation, everybody else is right. I'm wrong. Okay, um, so, <laughs> got it. Fair. Yeah. Okay, cool. Okay, well, thank you so much for being a guest. Really yeah, thank it. you. <laughs> Real Chills is produced by Meg Getz and Alyssa Jaskowski. The show is edited by Dan Getz, theme music by Sam Williamson, and artwork by Buffy the Design Slayer. Subscribe where you get podcasts and follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Real Chills Podcast. Slide into those DMs with your true scary stories.
Real Chills Podcast is a member of the Wasted Robot Network. This has been a presentation from the Wasted Robot Network. For more information and links to other shows, please visit www.wastedrobotrecords.com slash podcasts.